This is a discussion of a language, not Swahili, not Spanish, nor French. Nor is it a discussion of a regional American dialect, such as Brooklynese, Southern Mountaineer, or Pennsylvania Dutch.
another American life. Washington. How you go today? Ah, uh, so-so. That sky's looking good out there today, though. Yeah, I think we're going to get a little sun, all right. It had been several years since I had been in a barber shop back home. As I sat there, I wondered whether the conversation would have been as rich and lively had I been white. It wouldn't have been, of course. I was accepted. And it was comfortable to be involved again with the language of my culture. I must admit, some of the conversation was going so fast I had trouble catching it. Having been away so long, I was getting out of touch. Man, this would have been nice seeing you again. Yeah, like old times. Hey, I think I'll go poke around the neighborhood before going out to the airport. I'll see you next time, though. The old neighborhood hadn't changed much. What a lousy, miserable place. I walked around some old garbage and got the almost forgotten whiff of what it was like. The fact that it hadn't really changed was depressing. But as a kid, it was home, and somehow the freedom of childhood makes up for a lot of things. sounded pretty much the same. Thank you. 
pretty funny. Also, strict iambic tetrameter. But I didn't find that out until I took a creative writing course in college. Yes, please. Scotch. It was good to be on my way again. But I never wanted to forget the ghetto. Whether I liked it or not, it was a big part of me. I resented it deeply, but I can't reject it. I can't forget or reject the sights of the ghetto, the smells of the ghetto, and especially the sounds of the ghetto. You know, I've often wondered how anybody can think that black people are non-verbal. In fact, we talk a lot, especially to one another. It's a recognized fact that black people have a very strong oral tradition. But many white Americans, as well as some blacks, attach a stigma to the black way of talking, rather than considering it as a rich and patterned dialect of English with its own well-established structure. Refusal to accept this as a legitimate mode of expression has long been the practice of many educational systems. The English teacher following this practice becomes the dedicated missionary of middle-class values. His vehicle is the language, and the language means standard English. the language he's learning at home, where communication is easy. Charles, how come you keep poking me with them books? Young man, get your hands off that pot. Well, you gonna bury yourself. Your mouth's about to make me lose my mind. I ain't need nothing all day. Go, go play with them children across the hall. Go, on now. Blood peach down the wall. Does anyone know the answer to that question? Debbie? I'll know. Billy? Generally, by the time ghetto children reach the third grade, they turn off and could care less about school. Yeah. 
as they grow older, they know full well their speech is different. That Laverne, she's something else. Yeah, she like a bun and willy, but you don't never say nothing to her. She act like she be scared of him or something. But I wonder why she still go around telling everybody he her boyfriend then. <laughs> Though their speech might be different, it works. Checking out clutches and you know and brakes and carburetors. The thing, you know, the automobile thing. Oh, that's great. Because it seems you scored very highly in the mechanical aptitude section of our test. I think you ought to work in our machine shop. Good old Marcus Brothers. Late again. These men slipped back and forth from the Scottish brogue to standard English. What's interesting is that among themselves they spoke in brogue. But when a fellow worker entered to discuss a business subject, they used standard English. Which was what was appropriate for that situation. Why then is black dialect frowned upon? Thank you. Say, did you see the play last night? I certainly did. What did you think of it? I thought it was marvelous. Yeah, it was rather good. I, I thought the acting was superb. Mm, charming. Mm. Can you imagine the reaction at a mixed party if the black head of the history department turned down a martini from his white hostess with, If you had asked me before, I might have could. I'm tore up now. It would cause a mild riot. The middle-class black must be careful of the language he is using. Or rather, which language he is using. freely within both cultures, using both languages. Such men as Martin Luther King often used features of the dialect. The eradication of slums is far more complex than integrating buses. This is where we are at the present time. And it is in this context that we must understand the so-called white backlash. White backlash is merely a new name for an old phenomenon. Now you know some funny things happening here in Alabama already. Have you heard any of these kind of 
talk about segregation? They, they, they kind of go over that issue now. They're not even campaigning. Because his means, and a very effective means, of speaking directly to the culture involved. On the streets of black America, there is no choice. Life and its meanings only come alive with the dialogue. I stay on Green Street, but uh, I be up on 43rd. Well, well, how you taking care of yourself nowadays? Well, Dig, I got me this little old hang, see, but uh, wow, man. Only thing is, I got to hang it up. What's wrong, baby? See, I got this here new boss. You mean you got yourself a Mr. Chop? Huh? No, man, it'd be worse than that. You remember Irvin Taylor? He a cat used to work with me. That dude. Yeah, I remember that jive. Yeah. Well, dig, man, that boot done toms himself right on into the formative outfit. No, man, you don't mean that shine and popping the bull whip down at the plane. Yeah, man, that Oreo and his handkerchief here itself be down on my back all the time. I can't cut it no longer, man. I got to keep on pushing. Yeah, he was always walking around trying to act like Whitey and Hulk popping and whatnot. Right on, man, on the job, see? He be brown nosing every whitey he see. No stuff. Oh yeah, man, he be too much. Hey, 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 man, but dig, I got my bread today. So I'm gonna make it on down to the club tonight. So listen, man, you better get with that gig, cause there's gonna be some stone foxes there. Right on, baby, me too. I gotta check out this gig. You know, you know so I can lay one of my fine packs on the I would say you need to do something about them ashy wheels hey, now and look, holy baby. shoes no, no, that you no. wear. Don't you worry about a thing, Jack, cause uh, I'm gonna be clean tonight. Dig it. <laughs> the colorful dialect of the ghetto is full of identity labels that can only be completely understood when one has lived with black experiences. In the dialect, there are many words for black attitudes and behavior. They involve cultural rejection, social deception, and overtones of meaning that cannot really be expressed in standard English. most of these labels are negative and are used to classify the black in his relationship with white society. The expressions used in this conversation included boot, jive splib, oreo, shine, tom, 
and handkerchief head. There are many more. The word Oreo, for example, is the brand name for a cookie. Black on the outside and white on the inside, Oreo is a severe put-down. In a similar vein, white attitudes have forced the black into being extremely color conscious. He has countless words for skin color, ranging from bright to smutty black, and uses them freely for self-ridicule or to express pride. Middle-class blacks meeting to pass along the same ideas would first off be inclined to use less spirited language. Actually, they would find it difficult to communicate the same ideas in standard English. This same scene, translated into formal standard English, is stilted and uncomfortable. Hello, Harry. How are you? Hello, George. Just fine. Boy, I haven't seen you for a while. Need a haircut, huh? Well, yes. <laughs> But apparently so do you. <laughs> Where do you live now? I live on Green Street, uh, but you can usually find me on 43rd. Mm -hmm. Well, are you working at all now? Yeah, at the moment. But I'm planning to resign. Oh, really? What's wrong? There's some friction between the new supervisor and me. Why? Is he prejudiced? No, it's more complicated than that. You remember Irving Taylor? He worked with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, the black fellow. Yeah, I believe I do know. Well, he's worked himself up to foreman of our department. You mean the brother has actually gotten himself promoted? Yes, he, he makes a point of harassing me. Mm, I can imagine. You know, he always did act kind of snooty. He tries to ingratiate himself with everyone, especially the white workers. really overdone. Hey, listen, I'm going to a dance tonight. You should be there, because there's going to be some pretty girls around. I know, I know, I intend to be there too. All right, <laughs> well, I'll be on my way to shop for some shoes. Yes, I, I see you really could use a pair of shoes for those feet of yours. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll see, I'll be looking much better tonight. Okay, we'll see you a little later. Black dialect is an expressive, vivid, living language. If we reject it, How little have we gained, and how much how have much we lost?
can't do it, but I don't have to. You use up everything you got trying to give everybody what they want. <laughs> but I will learn my lesson soon, and then you will buy more records, right? Because you won't see me. Okay. Let's see what we can do with this lovely, lovely thing that goes past all racial conflict and all kinds of conflict. It is a reflective tune. And sometime in your life, you will have occasion to say, what is this thing called time? You know, what, what is that? By the clock, you get your martini in the afternoon by the clock, and then your coffee by the clock, and you have to get on the plane at a certain time, and arrive at a certain time, and it goes on, 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 And time is a dictator. Where does it go? What does it do? Most of all, is it alive? But I will still be here 
and races My baby don't care for High tone places Liz Taylor is not a star And even Lana Turner's smile Something he can't see My baby don't care Who knows My baby just cares For me Please. 
Got each gallon warriors claim Got each gallon warriors claim Cause I am the soil from which they came I am the soil from which they came So it's swing to stay home, brother, 
you will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Mendel Rivers to eat hog maws confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner. The revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on reports from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lifes of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he had been saving for just the right occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so goddamn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally screwed Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm women liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, or Engelbert Humperdinck. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Um, I was on a talk show recently, and the uh, host asked me, said, what do you think about the dope problem? And I said, definitely, I feel we have too many dopes. Yes. <laughs> no question about it. That's why we have a drug problem, I really feel, you know, because, like, everybody has access to drugs, and we're all kind of just dopey, you know, we're just human beings, little protoplasm walking around, shaking hands, how are you, Phil, give me a piece of lettuce, you know. <laughs> no real big thing, we're just kind of dopey folks, and we have all these drugs available to us, you know, that's why there's a drug problem, man. There's all those drug stores, right? Every three or four blocks, there's a big sign. Drugs. <laughs> Open all night. Drugs. We deliver drugs. No accident that we're drug-oriented, drug companies, 